0: Hi, welcome back to the Only Cure for Borderline Personality Disorder podcast. I'm Shamola Del Rosario, I'm 54, I'm a wife, mother, grandmother and I've lived with Borderline Personality Disorder for my entire life. I used to be convinced that there was something fundamentally wrong with me and that I was unfixable. But from the moment I stumbled across Brian Barnett, my misperceptions began to unravel. I strongly suggest that you do subscribe to The Last Symptom podcasts. And as I continue to do the inner work to root out the underlying subconscious core belief that my feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of worth and therefore so am I, I'll be using this podcast platform to share my insights and thoughts. And just to be clear, these are my personal experiences and insights. I'm not qualified in any field of emotional or mental health, and anybody that chooses to listen is responsible for their own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Hi there, I hope you're all well. I've got a sore throat. I'm hoping that I can record this. My voice keeps dropping in and out, but I've just had some honey in my tea, so fingers crossed. Today's subject is very important. Have you heard the term gaslighting? So what is gaslighting? I'm glad you asked. The term actually comes from a 1938 play, Gaslight. A husband attempts to drive his wife crazy by dimming the gas powered lights in their home. When his wife points out that the lights are dim, he denies that the lights has changed. She's constantly second guessing herself, her feelings, her perceptions and her memories. She feels neurotic, hypersensitive and out of control. That's the goal of gaslighting, to leave the target feeling off-kilter and unsure of what is true and what isn't. In the context of abuse and control, it is a powerful tool for an abuser to break somebody of their confidence, causing them to question reality and mistrust their instincts and perceptions. Over time, the person is conditioned to believe that they are crazy, or at the very least, that their version of reality is suspect. It makes you doubt your own memory and perception, believing you are, you know, defective, crazy or mentally broken. Making you doubt your feelings, insights, perceptions and even your own um, sanity. Making you more emotional, more needy or more dependent. Have you experienced gaslighting? It might have been subtle or overt, intentional or unintentional. But the end result is the same. Have you deceived others at some time? Maybe when you're in denial about something or trying to get control over another person or situation. Are you unconsciously gaslighting? I mean, whether the abuser intends to harm or is intending to deceive or is reflexively defending a wall of denial. The effect on the victim is the same. I mean, a punch in the face is the same, regardless of the motive behind it. That flying fist, the impact, and the damage caused. It's all the same. Gaslighting is emotional and mental violence, pure and simple. Do you question the validity of your memories and experiences? Are you quick to question or outright dismiss your memory of a situation? Do you distrust your own sense of reality? Are there people in your life who actively discredit your memories and experiences? Do they say? You're too sensitive. You never remember things correctly. How would you know your memory is dreadful? You're always making something out of nothing. You weren't right about this last time. You can't even remember where you put your keys, where you parked the car, what you had for breakfast. Why should I trust your memory on this? You don't even know what abuse is. Or you've never seen real abuse. When you call someone out on hurtful or abusive behaviour, are they quick to dismiss both you and the situation? This includes changing the subject, ignoring what you're saying and refusing to engage in a conversation about things that have hurt you. Do they say, why do you always have to bring this up? I'm not dealing with this nonsense right now. I've worked all day. I'm tired. I've got more important things to deal with and I've not got time for this crap. You're ruining my night. Shut up. Nothing happened. Or do they scoff? roll their eyes, smirk, laugh, walk away. When you try and bring up hurtful and abusive behaviour, do they immediately turn it around and play the victim? Do they say, you always make me out to be the bad guy? Constantly bringing stuff up like this makes me feel bad. It's hurtful to me. I'm actually the one that's hurting. You don't know what abuse is. Saying that I'm abusive is hurtful to me. Pretending I'm hurtful or abusive makes you the bully. Gaslighting is definitely a form of emotional and mental violence. It's a mind game, a type of brainwashing, where one person attempts to get get another to believe that they are crazy. So how is it done? Information is twisted or spun or selectively omitted to favour the abuser. All false information is presented with the intent of making victims doubt their own memory, perception and sanity. The person could be charming, a convincing liar who consistently denies wrongdoing, refusing to be held accountable for their behaviour and often projecting this behaviour onto their victims to convince them that they're defective, over-emotional too needy or too dependent. It is a process of systematic invalidation, leading to confusion and loss of trust in their own mind, perceptions and judgments. This causes them to stay in bad relationships out of fear that it's not as bad as they think that it is. The thing about gaslighting is that it makes you feel as if you can't trust your own mind that your memories and experiences are not valid or trustworthy, that your reactions are illogical and irrational. Even if a relationship seems otherwise non-abusive, gaslighting is emotional and mental violence. It's toxic and it's unhealthy. But what if it's done unintentionally? Is that simply lying? Well, no, I don't think so think about the difference between murder and manslaughter the end result is the same a person is dead but the intention is very different murder's conscious or an intentional killing a manslaughter is unconscious or an unintentional killing but regardless of intention the emotional distress and resulting harm is identical regardless of whether somebody plots to drive you crazy or intentionally enslave you, or does it in pursuit of some other agenda, the resulting harm is the same. Just like murder and manslaughter, regardless of whether somebody plots to kill you intentionally or your death is unintentional, the result is the same for you. Do you gaslight yourself? Do you do it consciously or unconsciously? When someone says something insensitive or hurtful, do you almost instantly and impulsively think, I'm probably just making too big a deal out of it and being too sensitive, even though that you know that your feelings are hurt? And even if you do receive any sort of pushback to your reactions, do you brush it off by saying, forget it, it's okay? That forget it isn't just about dismissing a thought, it's about self-dismissal. Do you say, I'm sorry, before giving your opinion? Or in an email or text message, do you put a smiley face next to a serious question or concern? You know, reducing the impact of having to express your true feelings. When we're discouraged in our early years from expressing feelings and emotions, it causes us to remain steadfast in our refusal to express them. And have you ever wondered why you attract gaslighters? It is a whole lot easier, you know, to emotionally manipulate somebody who's been conditioned to accept it. Do you realise that you've been primed or groomed to gaslight or to be gaslit? You actually grew up in the gaslight, living the gaslight tango. As a child, in your eyes, your parents could do no wrong. They were your foundation by which you learned how to be treated. So when a parent, that primary caregiver and source of emotional growth, gaslights their child, the damage cuts deep into adulthood. That's where you learned that gaslighting was normal. You became entangled in the dysfunction of gaslighting. Your primary source of safety and support manipulated and crafted an alternate reality for you. The burden of responsibility for things out of your control or that never happened in the first place became a shackle weighing you down. The reflection that you saw in the mirror was the creation of your parents, not the reflection of reality. Humans are born with innocence and a belief that their parents are the measure by which they should be treated. When that belief was abused, it was natural for you to lean inward and assign fault in yourself instead of outward where it actually belongs. It makes sense that growing up with this intentional or unintentional emotional abuse, that you internalized the critical voices that told you your reactions were excessive, your feelings weren't valid, or your talents didn't exist. Your own inner critic mirrors the manipulation and undermining that you experienced, making you second guess, judge, criticise and doubt yourself and everything that you do. As an adult, you don't trust yourself, your validity as a human being, your feelings or your perceptions. Nothing seems real. You've been trained to deny the most deeply personal, biological part of who you are, your emotions, and you've pushed them out of sight and out of mind. Now, you live your life with a deeply ingrained feeling that you're missing something that other people have. You feel empty or numb at times. You don't trust yourself or your judgments because you lack your emotions to guide you. Your connections to others are one way or lack emotional depth. Even if you are surrounded by people, deep down you feel alone. None of it makes any sense to you. You feel deeply ashamed of yourself and your basic humanness. You ignore your own feelings and your own pain because you don't believe it's real or that it matters. You're extremely hard on yourself for making mistakes or you put them out of your mind and simply pretend that they didn't happen. For most of my life, I felt as though I couldn't trust my own memory. If something happened that upset me, hurt me or angered me, my reaction was usually met with some variation of, oh, that never happened, I didn't say that, you're overreacting again. I'd think to myself, am I making this up? Am I creating this pain? Am I fabricating this anger? My lived experiences were denied as if I'd created them for my own amusement. I did think that maybe I was really too sensitive, that I really was overreacting, being unfair, blaming others for something that I was doing to myself. When you believe that your own memory is unreliable, you do depend on what others say truly happened. So whenever I felt angry or hurt, it was the person angering or hurting me that I believed had the real truth of what had happened. Even when I began to believe myself, I'd tell myself, You're hurt. No, you're just imagining things. Or, You're angry. No, you're just too sensitive. Gaslighting was used to destabilise my understanding of reality making me constantly doubt my own experiences, making me second guess myself when when I felt as if I was being abused or attacked. It was as if I could never be justifiably angry or hurt. I questioned the validity of all my responses to violence and abuse, questioned whether or not I was capable of knowing when I was being abused or not, and had begun to think that maybe every instance of abuse I'd experienced really was all in my head. You are not invalid or crazy or wrong. You had to figure out a way to be loved by your parents. So you adopted their version of you. Do you know it's vital to realise that you've grown up in the gaslight? Told to calm down or not react to big changes, big disappointments or big deals in your really small life. Conditioned to not react the way anyone would normally react to those situations. Convinced that you weren't hurt when you really were, or told that what you were crying about wasn't worth crying about. Gaslighted that your lived experiences were not reality. You know, it takes hard work to gaslight an adult. In that movie, The husband has to manipulate the physical environment, footfalls in an empty attic, the flickering of the gas lights, to make his wife feel crazy. It requires a consistent game plan, using what they know about the victim's fears and insecurities to manipulate them. But there's not much work involved making a love-deprived and insecure child doubt his or her reality. Children are hardwired to need their parents' love and approval. Children accept the circumstances of their household as normal because it's all they know. So, yeah, childhood gaslighting, easy peasy. The way that I'd always second guessed myself got in the way of actually living my life. I've been taken advantage of by other people who have recognised my need to please and my willingness to take the blame for anything that goes wrong. Can you imagine? I'm 54 and it's taken my whole life to realise that this was tied to my childhood experience. It wasn't about me or anything that I did, but it was about growing up in that gaslight. Well, that's it for me. I hope you've, uh, I've given you something to think about and I managed to get through this, this is good, I think this honey's great. If you do really want to get to the bottom of your distorted thinking, I can't recommend the Last Symptom Fundamentals course highly enough. You'll get a full understanding of what it is that you're dealing with, how it got there, and how to go about fixing it. I'd love to hear your stories and help support you through your inner work. No one can do the work for you. But our shared insights can really accelerate your recovery. So anyway, I hope you all have a great week ahead. And thank you so much for listening. And as ever, please do continue to like, comment, share and subscribe. And if you could leave me a review, that would be really, really great. And hopefully we'll be speaking again soon. Bye.